Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. The most valuable commodity I know of is information. Wouldn't you agree? I got five dollars. This is a run to the left. How many tackles can one man break? You're saying that humans need fantasy to make life bearable. Humans need fantasy to be human. My goodness, that was good. You guys are pros. The best. Relentless, refusing to give up. All right, hit that horn, babe. Let's dance. What up, everybody? Welcome to the Week 17 Fantasy Flex Main Slate Podcast presented by Prize Picks. I'm your host, Chris Raybon, joined as always by my dude, Sean Kerner. Sean, happy COVID Tuesday. Oh, Jesus. Is that what we're calling it? Yeah, it sounds yeah. about right. I mean, every day is a COVID day, but um, like this is know. where we get all the, the, you know, all the news starts flooding in. I, I wouldn't call it happy. Um, but I will say congrats on advancing to the championship in the Action Network Fantasy Football League. I wish I was facing you. How fun would that be? Yeah, that would be awesome. Serious side action, but uh, Randall beat me by over 100 points this week. Uh, so you have your <laughs> yeah, work cut to out Mike for Randall. you. Shouts uh, to Mike Randall, man. I, I really messed up by not adding Justin Jackson because I am the manager of Austin Eckler in our league. Uh, and that, that team has been so easy to manage this year that I dropped the ball on that. Usually I'm hoarding all these backup running backs, uh, but you swooped in and got him. So congrats on the win um, and good luck in the finals. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it's going to be a tough one. I know I know we were talking earlier, like uh, our guy, Mike Randall, uh, you know, our colleague, he, his team is pretty beast. So yeah. I don't think anyone wanted <laughs> to face him in the first round. And uh, yeah, you just were on the wrong side of that. What but, did he uh, put up 168 against yeah, me? I don't, I, there's nothing I could do. He put up like 30 more than I did. So, yeah. And then, you know, me and Stucky. So, yeah, it's, it's going to be an uphill battle. I feel good about my team. Mm-hmm. Uh, my team's pretty deep, but that's, you could say that on Tuesday, by, by Friday, <laughs> Saturday. It's yeah. like, uh, but we don't have a Thursday night slate this week. So, we can spend even more time on the Sunday slate. Um, you know, we'll kind of, uh, I think as we talk through these DFS guys, since pretty much everyone's on the main slate, we could kind of, you know, maybe get into some start sits, some close calls people may have if, if that are in a championship week. But uh, let's get it started by uh, talking about quarterbacks and your top five for week 17. Uh, pretty standard top five. It's Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Dak Prescott, Justin Herbert, and uh, Tom Brady at number five. 
Yeah, I got Allen and Mahomes one, two as well. Uh, my last three are a little different. I got Brady, Hurts, Rodgers. Uh, I do. I just can't downgrade Brady against the Jets. Like it's just like I don't know. I don't know what to do with that. It's, it's tough. And then Hurts is just. I mean, he's he's been playing really well. I like the way he's he's running with the football. And then, and then Rodgers. I think I'm gonna just keep Rodgers in my top five. Like I, I know he got he only had like 200 yards, but. I mean, yeah. it's uh, yeah. I think he's just gonna stay here. Herbert, I just don't know what to like. What's going on with Herbert? Is it is it Mike Williams not being there? Like what? Like he's just like not playing. He didn't play well against Houston at all. Yeah, he didn't have Mike Williams. Uh, Jalen Guyton probably didn't matter for that, but you know Austin Eckler too. Yeah. So that's, that's and just what it is. Herbert. The only knock on Herbert, he's so talented, but he has been inconsistent. Yeah. So putting up a dud uh, against the Texans. Uh, this is par for the course. And then, you know, he'll bounce back this week. But um, I think as long as Keenan Allen's there, all is well. But I, Keenan had a pretty rough game. So maybe it was just Keenan wasn't playing well and, you know, Herbert suffered because of that. But I think Herbert's going to bounce back. This yeah, week. no, it was definitely Herbert not playing well. Like, I, I was watching that game. <laughs> it, it, you don't, don't put it on Keenan Allen. Like, he, oh, he, he's winning his matchups. Like, it's Herbert, like, just, I don't know. He was just, like, throwing – it was just a little off. And like this, that's kind of been the Chargers all year. It's like they're like very uh live, you know, they 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 live fast and die young. Like, you know, they're just <laughs> kind of going for everything, like fourth down, third down. You know, we could pick it up, throw past the sticks, but I don't know. It gets sloppy sometimes. So um, yeah, I'm hoping he bounces back, but against that Fangio defense, man, he he actually worries me a little bit. Even though like the, the Bronco defense isn't as talented as it was you know, earlier in the year with Vaughn Miller and, and guys healthy, but I, it just, it still worries me just to, yeah. after seeing him last week. Yeah. So um, you mentioned you have Tom Brady number three, right? Yeah. Um, Arians being out doesn't impact anything, right? If anything, Tom Brady is going to be the interim the head coach, coach right? Yeah, right? So he's the coach. <laughs> yeah, he's I, just going to call pass play every play. Uh, so yeah, I, I, once again, I probably have Brady too low to start the week and I'll probably meet you um, closer to number three by the end of the week. That's usually how it goes. Yeah, I can't wait till we do uh, our top five receivers. I got a, I got a fun one. I think. Oh, I can't wait. Mine's pretty uh, boring, so I. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. <laughs> let's. Uh, okay, yeah. Let's talk about the quarterbacks we like. DFS cheat codes. Guys are higher on than the consensus for week seventeen. So the I, the guy that stands out up top is Dak Prescott. He's. Yeah. 6,700. I mean, he's coming off of that just explosion on Sunday Night Football. Um, so imagine in a more competitive game against Cardinals, he's going to be, uh, you know, in for all four quarters. And, you know, we could see Dak in the middle of a breakout. So love him at 6,700. I think his roster ship is going to be pretty insane given the missed price. So, you know, I'm looking to spend down at these rushing quarterbacks. Taysom Hills, 6K. Uh, seems like that's too cheap. He is facing the the Panthers, which is you know, a run final matchup, but he's a running quarterback. So if, if he returns this week, which I assuming he is, uh, love him at 6K. Uh, we talked about him yesterday. Justin Fields at 5,500 um, is another good play. And like you said, uh, if he plays this week, it's because the coaching staff management uh, assumes he's closer to 100%. They're not going to roll him out there if his ankle is, you know, less than 80%. So I think we can trust Fields if he's active against the Giants. And it looks like Allen Robinson is coming back. He might get Jakeem Grant, so he should have a uh, full cupboard of pass catchers at his disposal. And then last but not least, probably the no-brainer play of the week is Trey Lance at 4,800. Assuming Jimmy G is ruled out, which it seems like he's doubtful, but 
you know, against the Texans, they could just lean on Lance's rushing ability. We already saw that in his first start this year. He rushed for what, 18 times for 90 yards. Um, you know, when it comes to fantasy, we love that rushing upside. So at 4,800, he'll be a no brainer. Uh, do you think his roster ship's going to be too high or too low here? Probably too high. I mean, he's 4,800. Yeah. I think, <laughs> I think everyone's going to play him in cash games and tournaments. Yeah. Uh, and because it's like, it. he was the sexy, <laughs> he was the sexy preseason guy too. It's not like, if this was like Josh Johnson or something, then it's like, okay, you know, maybe his, his roster ship will be kept in check. But this is a guy that people actually drafted as like the QB 14 in fantasy. So I think, I think people are going to play him if he's, uh, if he's starting at that price. Uh, all right. Yeah. Yeah. Dak Prescott, Jalen Hurts, uh, Trey Lance for me. Um, all three of those guys, just great price tags. Um, some of the other guys, it's just, you know, they're, they're kind of priced appropriately. I'm curious though, like for season long fantasy, let's say you have hmm. to choose between Russell Wilson, Justin Fields, and Kirk Cousins. Which one are you going with? Oh man. Um it's just hard to trust Russell Wilson right now. Um, I think the uh the Green Bay game, they're supposed to be like negative. Uh the, the weather's supposed to be like freezing or something. So we gotta look out for that. So maybe I would go with God, that's tough. Uh, Russell Wilson against the Lions. Yeah. I, I feel like you drafted him for this week. Uh, it's a close call. All three of those are within like 0.2 points. Yep. <laughs> so that's that's a decision I'd rather make Sunday morning. But like I said, this weather situation, Green Bay, um, leaves Cousins out for me. So I think it's between Wilson and Fields. And it depends if you're a favorite or underdog. I think Fields probably has a higher ceiling, right? Nah. No, nah, just Wilson so. all the way for you. I mean, I think I just think Wilson has a higher ceiling because he has better receivers. Like, and the Giants have been like the total in that game is 37 and a half. So, like, it just see like the Giants have been well schemed in past defense. I just I mean, in this game, I think Wilson has the higher ceiling. Maybe most yeah, weeks yeah. fields probably would, but I mean the Lions defense, Metcalf and Lockett healthy as for as of now. Uh, yeah, I, I, st- I think I still lead Wilson, but it's close. That's why I was asking. Like it is. Yeah. Close. If I think you, if you're playing Wilson, you definitely want Jared Goff to return this week. If it's Tim Boyle under center, that's going to lower Wilson's ceiling, but I think Goff should return this week. Yeah. So yeah, I agree for this week. Wilson, obviously he should have the higher ceiling. Who knows what Pete, who knows what Pete Carroll's going to pull here, but, uh, Wilson, uh, at least early in the week is, is my lean here. And, and besides you got to prop up his trade value. Oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> Let him cook this week. Right. Uh, I mean, we're, we're, we're saying this now and watch fields just not play and just like, <laughs> well, <laughs> that, that's going to make it easier then. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but no, that's a good point on cousins. I didn't, you know, it's early in the week. I haven't been thinking too much about whether the total still at like 47 and a half, but um, Ooh, might get yeah. on that under. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, like, I hate Packers unders though. They're just like, it's like Aaron Rodgers is like, yeah, touchdown, touchdown, touchdown. Oh yeah. No, it's, <laughs> it's brutal. Um, all right. Let's go to the quarterback prop. Yeah. So, you know, I was mentioning Trey Lance earlier. I wanted to dive in on his projection, specifically his passing hours, because, you know, this is what's going to impact Brandon Ayuk, Debo Samuel to a certain extent, and George Kittle uh, this week. Um, So, where are you projecting Trey Lance's passing yards? Right now, I have it at 190 and a half. Uh, I have it about 198 and a half. So yeah, I'm about okay. eight yards over, but that's, that's kind of in line. Right? I think right around like 190 to 200 is a, is a good yeah. kind of range. I do think he'll throw a little more than he did in his first start or how many games he start one or two, just one, the right? one. Yeah. The yeah. one, right. 
Um, because I did read something about how Shanahan saying Lance has been improving in practice. Uh, you know, I, so I, I take that to mean like they can call a little bit more of a normal mm-hmm. game plan. And also they knew about this Garoppolo injury, you know, since their day off. So mm-hmm. they, if, if Lance is going to go, he would have a full week of practice, which is good too. So uh, yeah, I think right around 200 is fair. And I mean, dude, you got to do is feed Debo, like give him a screen pass and he can. Yeah. Yeah. So I, well, hopefully it's <laughs> not, you know, direct handoffs. That's going to sap uh, Trey Lance's value, but like going backwards, like George Kittle's clearly still a top three tight end. It doesn't matter. Um, Debo's obviously probably right around your top five, right? I guess we'll find out when we get the receivers. I think Brandon Ayuk might be the guy that yeah. is on the sit start cusp. So where do you have Ayuk ranked right now because of Trey Lance? Ah, I think I remember having him rank like he's like a wide receiver four. Um, Ooh, yeah. So he's on. Oh no, I, yeah, I'm 52 actually. Yeah, so he's he's he fell way down. Yeah, um, I have him running 98 percent of the routes. It's just, uh, yeah, it's it's tough with Lanson at, at quarterback. He's he's just had that touchdown upside of late, and with, with Trey Lance under center, that's kind of what goes away, especially around the the goal line. You know, you got to worry about Trey Lance running at him himself. Uh, so yeah, I similar for me. I think I have him like 45 right now, but he's sort of off that sit start uh, cusp. Even though he's been solid the past few games, I just think with Trey Lance, he's the guy that's the odd man out. Yeah, because you can't really, you know, you got Debo, you got Kittle. Like you can't really knock those guys down. Like you got to figure those right. guys are going to be the priority. Yep. Um, for target. The interesting thing is who's going to get more rushing yards: Trey Lance, Debo Samuel, or Jeff Wilson? <laughs> or none of the above: Elijah Mitchell. Yeah, if he comes back, is it? Yeah. <laughs> is, is he like, I, like what's the? Word? I haven't heard anything on him. I know, I know they like, they hope to have him back, but I also heard it wasn't thought, like promising. Yeah, what do I know right now? But uh, he was questionable for that Thursday night game, so I think just with the semi bye week since they played Thursday, I would assume he's ready to go. But it would make sense, you know, they're facing the Texans. They'll probably win without him. It would make sense to just give him the week off, but who knows anymore. Um, so, you know, they'd be fine with just Jeff Wilson, Jermichael Hasey. I think, uh, Trey Sermon might be coming off IR. Uh, so that might impact yeah, it, but yeah, I just think that well, why he's not going to play. Yeah. Trey I'm Sermon's just not going to get a snap. If, as long as Wilson uh, and Hasty are healthy, Trey against not. the Texans, yeah. you're up 20 points in the fourth quarter. That's when you get Trey Sermon some carries. Nah, that's what that's I when you get. That's that. when you give juice check, get what juice check Pat is. Oh, that. okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That works. Or Brian Hill, whoever they all. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. But, He's actually signed to the active roster. So Sermon yeah. would be a healthy scratch. Yeah. Probably. Well, br- like, br- even if he came back. <laughs> you can never underestimate any 49ers back. So the fact that Brian Hill's on the active roster means we need to pay attention somewhat. But I yeah, feel I think, like Trey Sermon is the back we were, we were supposed to underestimate. <laughs> He's the imagine, one guy that hasn't done Could you shit. imagine Trey Lance <laughs> and Trey Sermon finally come through? Yeah. In week 17, the league winners, we all said they would be. And, and and we could have the top three wide receivers be A. Brown, Antonio, Whoa. AJ, and Amon Ra. Wow. <laughs> you could actually uh, do that in DFS, too. Just get an all A. Brown. <laughs> yeah, I like, like it. You don't even have to get we might have to For our yeah. DraftKings team, let's do that. Because, I mean, the, <laughs> that those three crazy. are the, you know, three of the top plays. So, yeah. might as well. <laughs> uh, all right, let's just go to running back. Who your top five? This week, uh, so I got Jonathan Taylor, Nick Chubb, assuming Cream Hunt is still out, uh, and then David Montgomery in my top three. Uh, I just his projections are through the roof right now. Uh, then Austin Eckler, 
uh, and Alvin Kamara. Why are you giggling? And how is <laughs> no, I have Montgomery six. That was just like, I, oh. I was high on him. That was good. I got to feel like you, just some random guy that yeah, you can't like, really argue about either uh, yeah. in my top three. I, I can't argue. It's just funny. It's like, I, I don't feel comfortable about him even at six, to be honest. But yeah, um, yeah, I have Jonathan Taylor, Dalvin Cook, Nick Chubb, Joe Mixon. And then Najee Harris, I, 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 I feel like I need to move him somewhere else. I, but <laughs> I thought Delvin Cook was one of those guys that was ruled out for two weeks. Nah, they said, he, they said he's hopeful to come back. From what I read, they, they said okay. he, they, they hope to get him back. Mike Williams was the one guy that I saw that was just like, they were like, he's They out. just said nope. <laughs> so, okay. I mean, I don't know if that changes with the CDC guidelines, like you pointed yes. out uh, before we got an air. I still have Mike Williams projected for zero. But, uh, no, I, have, I do have Cook projected to come back. I can't knock Mixon out of the top five at this point. Like he's just been monstrous. And yeah. then, uh, I mean, Najee's still getting the workload. It's just the, the numbers haven't been there for him. So, um, but I think Chubb, I have Hunt projected the play and I still have Chubb number three. So I don't think he's wow. like a stretch. Like I think, I think at this point he's going to get like 75% of the carries regardless of what's going on with Hunt and, and you know, Dearness Johnson. Yeah. And they, they should have their offensive line back this week yeah. too so <laughs> that's been something i remember i told you i docked his yards per rush a bit yeah. the past couple of games Fine but it's, it's back up to five idea. and a half back up to five and a half now where do you have map your yards per uh, rush we, we're still over five right yeah i mean it, I had it probably went up <laughs> after asking yeah, like are, are we past six now are we in new territory let's see are we in debo territory <laughs> yeah debo territory he's at Against the Steelers, I mean, five point one. So five point one. It's not. It's not eighteen for ninety two. So. Against the Steelers, though, if there were a time to have a running back, close to I, exactly. Six. I should probably, yeah, I should yeah. probably bump him up a little more. I might bump him up to two. Uh, yeah, Eckers. <laughs> Eckers the guy that worries me. Like, I, where are you projecting for Eckers like splits? Because like I have like the last three games, his he he his carries in the backfield were like under fifty percent. Uh, yeah. So, like, do you have him at his, like, normal season-long numbers? Or? Um, no, I, yeah, that's a good point. I have him at 11 carries right now. Uh, I just think after Justin Jackson's performance, you know, and you kind of mentioned it or alluded to it, is they've kind of capped his rush attempts all season. But now that Justin Jackson has looked really good, um, you know, they might want to preserve Eckler. So just, you know, I have 11 rush attempts for Eckler and eight for Justin Jackson this week. Uh, and regular receiving work. From Eckler, so 4.2 receptions. Um, so you know, they probably want to keep him involved in the passing game, obviously. But yeah, I could see Justin Jackson, you know, earning more rush temps going forward at Eckler's expense. Yeah, I have yeah, I have Eckler for 10 carries and four catches. So I mean he's still my RB7, even with that. Right. But uh yeah, I kind of I kind of used the last three games where like the backfield carries were like 67%, 39%, 35%. Um, so I'm just kind of worried, especially you know, first game back off COVID, we've been seeing some guys struggle that they just yeah, he's more he's more so around like 50% than his usual like 65, 70. And he he still usually gets like every goal line opportunity, right? Not always, not not sometimes like Has, they'll throw like round tree in there. So I yeah, I, oh my boy round I mean, I yeah. still got Eckler for like 0. 0.7 touchdowns. I mean, he's he's yeah. scoring like a touchdown a game anyway. So uh like he's again, he's my RB7. If I bump him up just a little, you know, he'd jump above Najee. But I still think in DFS, he's probably gonna be overpriced because he's the second highest yeah price back. So probably a fade this week. Definitely a fade. Regardless. Yeah. Uh Okay, uh, who do you like in DFS? DFS cheat codes, guys. You're higher on than the consensus. 
so, I mean, I already talked about him, but David Montgomery, uh, just absolutely love him this week. He's 6,500, um, yet he's my number two ranked back on the main slate. He'll be number three. Once I finally decide to put Dalvin Cook in there, he'll be the number three back. Um, but you're gonna put you wait, wait, wait. Actually, let's go back. Is, to this. is Dalvin gonna, even on the main slate? No, he's on Santa Football. Yeah, but wait, so. you're, I'm just thinking about this. You're gonna put Nick Chubb against the Steelers under David Montgomery. Is Nick Chubb not on this slate? Is Nick Chubb on the slate? That's a good question. Oh, no, he's on Monday night. No, yeah. he, no, regardless, I'm saying like you said, Montgomery was. Oh, you said Montgomery. No, I, said, I, I have JT. Obviously, yeah. number one. Then Nick Chubb. Oh, okay. Then okay. it'll be oh, then it'll okay. be Dalvin yeah. Cook. Dalvin Cook and Chubb will probably. And then okay. so Montgomery's a lock for my top four. A lock. Um, so at, like I said, at 6,500 against the Giants, you know, how can you go wrong? It's it's his rushing usage, of course, but also his receiving usage. It's been um like five games in a row now. He's had four more catches. I'm just kind of going on the fly right now, but uh, his receiving usage has been up there. So um, assuming that the Bears continue to to use him as a workhorse, even though they're basically out of it, um, love him at that price. Ronald Jones, similar price, 6,300. You have to go with him this week against the Jets. Perfect spot for Ronald Jones. You know, he has two touchdown upside here. Should be a run-heavy game script. So love Ronald Jones here. Um, like I mentioned on our waiver pod, Keyshawn Vaughn might be a sneaky flyer uh, in GPPs just in case he gets... Um, some serious usage in the second half. Uh, he he could do some damage with, uh, you know, 10 or 12 carries in the second half. So I might have a couple shares of him. Um, Devin Singletary, uh, th- this could be another week where Zach Moss is a healthy scratch. Um, I could see the Bills leaning on Singletary here against the Falcons. Um, so love Singletary as well. Uh, and then we have to monitor the Clyde Edwards-Hilaire news, but um, I'm assuming he's out. Yeah. So I think Daryl Williams... Is a good bet this week. I know you mentioned you're worried about him a bit with Derek Gore, and I agree. Um, just you know, it seems like Derek Gore mixes in a lot more these days. But in a you know a pretty neutral game script against the Bengals, I think this is going to be a close game. I think that favors Williams. They tend to use Gore more, you know, when they're blowing a team out. So I think this close game script will favor Daryl Williams. Um, and then you know Boston Scott, I think is sneaky. Um, Jordan Howard will probably be the starting back this week, but when it comes to this Eagles backfield. Um, you can never tell uh, who's going to get the most points. So I, I like, you know, taking a flyer and Boston Scott. I think he might be under rostered this week. Um, and either he or Howard could go off here. Uh, so I, I think Boston uh, Scott is a sneaky. Boston Snot. Boston Snot. <laughs> he is going to tear it up this week because uh, I said that, man. just like Nick Chump. <laughs> Yeah, I, uh, I I would also – I like all those guys. Uh, I would also like Jeff Wilson if he plays, if he's going to start oh, again yeah. at 5,600. I think he would be a top 10 back for me. Um, uh, Darrea Agumbawale looks like he's going to be the Jaguars lead back, so 5,100. It's kind of an off-the-radar one where the Patriots are 15.5-point favorites, <laughs> which means dump off, dump off, dump off, like late in the game. So that could be like a 10-catch game for Ogumbawale, even if he runs for like 30 yards and no touchdowns. So. Uh, mm-hmm. especially on DraftKings, I really like him. Uh, Devin Singletary at 5,400. He's, he's control of that Bill's backfield, uh, being treated like a feature back. You got the Falcons, you know, as a home favorite. So this could be a monster, like 100-yard touchdown type of performance for Singletary in this spot. And Zach Moss was active, and it still didn't matter for Singletary because sometimes when, when Moss has been active, we see Singletary kind of, they split work a little more closely. But Moss was active. They scratched Brita. 
Singletary was still a feature back, catching a lot of balls too. So uh, like Singletary a lot uh, this week as well. All right, what are we doing for our prop at running back? <laughs> well, at your request, we are going to go with Cam Akers, total rushing yards. And I have no idea where to set this line. Yeah. Uh, so, so I was kind of hoping. <laughs> I'm going to just float this uh, for you to attack. Uh, 20 and a half rushing yards. Uh, I have him. Like, have you seen it? Are they just going to ease him in? Is he healthy? Like, what's yeah. going on? So I actually here? have him at 22. So I'm like a, a hair over. I, I yes. really, I'm, I'm thinking he's going to take the Daryl Henderson, like updated role where yeah. it's just Sony Michelle's backfield, but like Henderson would kind of mix in here and there. Uh, so I have acres right now for a 25% of the carries in the backfield. So got him at around, what is that? About six carries. carries. So, okay. I I mean, I don't, and and even that seems it could be high. Like, I I really don't know. I mean, what do you think? Michelle is also just playing really well, which is kind of the caveat. Yeah. No, I, I think we have the same exact projection. So how many rush temps do you have for Sony Michelle? I have 17. Point six, yeah, sixty okay. point six. So same, but same thing. Yeah, like I, I said this, I think about a month ago, before Daryl Henderson got uh, hurt and the land on the COVID list. But it seemed like McG- McVeigh was just frustrated uh, that he kept game planning for Henderson, then he'd miss time or get banged up in the games. So he was going to switch to Sonny Michelle sooner or later. And like you said, he's been playing well. So I think they just stick with it. And you know, I, I'm expecting a ton of sit start questions with Sonny Michelle this week. I still think he's like a low-end RB1, high-end RB2. And a lot of people are probably going to get scared away that Cam Akers is active when they probably shouldn't be, because I agree. He's probably going to return to this revised Daryl Henderson backup role, and Sonny Michelle will probably still be the workhorse back. Then again, it's Tuesday. We still have you know five days left until the game, so we might get more updates until then. But right now, I still love Sonny Michelle. Yeah, he's... Uh... He's like in that mid-range RB2, you know, for me, depending yeah. on some other guy. Like if Swift plays, I think I'd have Swift above him, like guys like mm-hmm. that. But it's it's tough to project. And I think we just have to kind of pay attention to what's going on in practice. Like if if Akers is practicing in full and you get some, you know, the beat writers may have an idea of what he's going to do this week, how much work he's going to get. That's how we got to kind of update, uh, you know, going forward. Um, oh, let since we have some extra time, let me just ask yeah. you some start sits. Uh, James Connor or Chase Edmonds? Ooh. Uh, well, this obviously depends on James Connor's status. Yeah. I mean, assuming uh, he's he plays, like he's 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 healthy to go. Yeah. So like he gets in at least one practice this week. I would lean Chase Edmonds, maybe just because of the matchup against the Cowboys, more that it's you know, James Conner would, would get the nod if it was going to be a positive game script. But since it's probably going to be a negative one, probably lean on Chase Edmonds and his receiving ability a little bit more here. But it's it's definitely close. Um, and I think James Conner, he's been a touchdown machine this year, but he is due for some touchdown regression. So I, I would lean Edmonds, but they're kind of both low-end RB2s this week against the Cowboys. What about A.J. Dillon or Tony Pollard? Um... Got to be AJ Dillon, especially if we're dealing with you know sub zero weather or something. This would be a perfect spot uh, to lean on Dillon. How about you? Like, where do you weigh in on the Connor one? That, that's a- uh, yeah. I have Connor like uh, and Edmonds splitting the work 50-50. Connor's been a little more touchdown dependent, so 
So I yes. have him like two or three spots higher because I still have him projected for more touchdowns on the same amount of touches, but I'm just splitting it like 50, 50, AKA I, I have no idea. <laughs> I feel like that's the safest way to go. And I feel like you have no idea. And they're both yeah. just good. Um, Cause like I ended up ranking Edmonds like 10th last week. Cause and like, I was kind of scared. Cause I was like, once Connor was ruled out, Edmonds just like jumped up, but I was like, eh, I, I'll, I'll go with it. And he ended up finishing like two or three. Oh yeah. Week, yeah. So. When, when Connor was ruled out, I took Edmonds uh, receiving prop over 20 and a half, especially yeah. with Rondale Moore out and he cleared it in like the first quarter. Um, but yeah, so I, I think, like I said, you could, you would agree with me. It kind of depends on Connor's status later in the week. If it's, Oh, he's a hundred percent good to go. Like he looks brand new versus he's going to give it a try. <laughs> he's going to give it a go or something like that. Then I would lean Edmonds, but um, yeah, it probably ultimately comes down to like how confident are that Connor's uh, ankle, right? It's his ankle, right? Is a hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, Dylan or Pollard. Yeah. So I I'm leaning Dylan here. Um, just, you know, Pollard's dealing with that plantar fasciitis. Uh, and just, this is one of those games where you drafted AJ Dillon, what the second round last year for reason. Uh, so I could see them leaning on him a little bit more here. Um, so I have Dylan right now. I have Dylan about a half point higher. Uh, I, I can't see too many things changing from now until then. Uh, we might get David Bakhtiari to make his season debut this week. I would hope, uh, and in that event, yeah, I would lean Dylan all the way. Uh, I'll do one more, um, Rex Burkhead or Michael Carter. That is a tough one because. I mean, Carter has a, you know, the tough matchup against the Bucks, but they could use him more as a pass catching back. Um, but yeah, this is tough. <laughs> yeah. And I think, like I said, I, I'm going with Carter here because like I said, the, the time to play Rex Burkhead was last week when you were saying to play him against the Chargers, but this week against the Niners, this is just a much tougher matchup. So he, he should have the volume. Um, oh man, but I just don't think the efficiency is going to be there. And I think Carter just has, you know, more of uh, receiving usage. Like, so I think Carter's the safer play, but they're both kind of like RB3, uh, dicey RB3 flex options for me this week. Yeah, I have Burkhead like three spots ahead of Carter right now. So I'm actually okay. going to go Burkhead. But like they, they both have tough matchups. So it's, yeah, you know, I mean, after Burkhead's game, I think, and he's been getting a little bit more consistent usage now than even Carter because, you know, Kevin Coleman's factoring in a bit more. Um, True. And so, yeah, it's, it's tough, but I feel like that's a question that, you know, some, some, some people may have out there, at least some of these close didn't, calls. It didn't Burkhead all, like four of the starting offensive linemen for the Texans were out last week. Yeah. It's just like, the chargers. Just, it's just like <laughs> right. anyone can run it apparently against the Chargers. And I think Justin uh, Jones was out for the chargers. Right. I what think would you set? Oh yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's, uh, that's killer. What would you set my line at? Say I suit up. <laughs> I would give you uh for against the Chargers. How would, long would I last? How what would you set the line? I would, at? I would set four it at uh, 64 and a half. 64 and a half. Yeah, no you, get, you, get, you get four carries a quarter. I, I, I get I four yards sur- of pop. You're getting four yards of pop. I, and you get that, can you get that 4.1? I, I think I would survive <laughs> about three carries before I had to get Carter off the field. No, nah, but you wouldn't um, get hit. I would just slide. Yeah, I would do the, yeah, the Tom Brady slide. Uh, Toss so play out of bounds for four yards every day, every play. I'd project myself for about six and a half. Three, <laughs> three carries with the slide for about a one oh. to two yards each and then just get destroyed. Well, <laughs> here's the thing. Would you also be playing special teams? Because then you might no. just get hurt on like, um, the kickoff or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
then the, the prop would be voided, right? Because they wouldn't play a, yeah. an offensive uh, uh, have, no, I think if you play a snap in the game, I think they have to. Oh, okay. It. I think, I think. Okay. Uh, <laughs> sometimes they do must start for action, but that's usually quarterback. Um, True. All right. <laughs> let's go to wide receiver. Who are your top five this week? Uh, so this is like clockwork. This is my boring top five where you're going to yell at me for my number five guy. It's Cooper Cup, <laughs> Devontae <laughs> Adams, Justin Jefferson, Tyreek Hill, and Stephon Diggs, as it. always. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm going Cup, Adams, Samuel, Tyreek Hill, and my number five. This is a throwback. Antonio I'm Brown. St. Brown. Oh, <laughs> Antonio Brown. Oh, close. It was going to be one of the Browns. Wow. No, but like, I, like AB ran around on 84% of the dropbacks last week. Mike yep. Evans is probably going to be out, whether it's due to COVID or his hamstring injury. Gronk is As a not decoy. Yeah, he's been, <laughs> been not as uh, involved. But listen, they said it on the broadcast against the Panthers. Like Antonio Brown is relishing in this opportunity to be a true number one receiver again. And just to show everybody that he can do it, especially after all the craziness that went on this year and, you know, getting suspended. So, and Brady loves AB. Like he lobbied for him, what, like on two different teams. So I think he keeps feeding him and and they're going against the Jets. So yeah, like Justin Jefferson is essentially tied with him, but with Steven out, it almost worries me a little that they can, uh, you know, dedicate more uh, Mm -hmm. attention to him. But also there's an outside shot that Jair Alexander comes back which then would be really troublesome for uh, Jefferson. And so. sub-zero weather, potentially. Right, yeah. So, um, like, yeah, A.B., I mean, he's – he's. I, don't, I, I was surprised to see him I, that high, but it's hard to knock him down. No, I, I'm looking further now. I haven't done my deep dive projections. It's surface-level stuff. But, yeah, 84% routes run last week in his return, which, you know, yeah. you could have been easing. He saw a target on 52% of his routes. <laughs> That's insane. I, yeah. That's fully sustainable right. though that's what they were doing with chris godwin for the past few games so yeah like against the jets who's gonna stop antonio brown no yeah. one so yeah i'll probably be there with you with him in my top five by the end of the week the only thing that would would knock him out and it would probably still leave him like in the top 12 would be mike evans coming back that would be the only thing and even that mm. would, you know uh, it's, yeah it's you still have you know like evans got the same way evans and godwin were usually like top 10 guys anyway Evans and Brown could just be top 10. So, um, yeah, good spot when you have Tom Brady. As your quarterback, uh, who do you like for your DFS cheat codes at receiver? Guys are higher on than a consensus, all that good stuff. Uh, So I was going to be all over Michael Pittman at 5,800. He's just been on fire of like the past three weeks. Uh, Except that week he got got thrown out of the game. Oh, right, right. Uh, was that the Patriot game? Yeah, I think it was a couple weeks ago. Yeah, I had the under on that because I figured that would be the case. But he was still getting targets. You so figured he would get thrown out? No, game. I didn't figure he'd get thrown out. <laughs> I was like, out. that would have been the call of all calls. No, like, that, that he'd get been. taken out Bill Belichick style, uh, but not uh, uh, thrown out of the game. Yeah. Uh, but he's seen a target on 39% of his routes the past three games. However, with Carson Wentz out and Sam Ellinger, possibly Philip Rivers coming out of retirement, can't trust Pittman, so I'm off him this week at 5,800, which is a bummer. Um, so I'm, you know, all about these cheaper guys. We got Josh Palmer. Uh, I feel like I I was touting him in week one. I would say he was a cheat code for week one. I don't he didn't even play that week, but I was all about him. Uh, he's a fourth round rookie, pretty underrated. I, the best comp I ever saw for him was like Terry McLaurin, like he's a sleeper. And you know, Justin Herbert has a great deep ball, and sure enough. Palmer finally got his chance last week and he thrived. So again, this week you said, they just said Mike Williams is out. He's already out. 
That's what um, they're saying. I mean, possibly yeah. Jalen Guyton is out again as well, which you know, really opened the door for Paul Meher. So uh, I like him against the Broncos this week as well. He's 3,600, which is just insane. Um, I think after last week, his roster ship is going to be through the roof, but um, the cash I, I feel like guy. he's a cash yeah. guy that you probably want to fade in tournaments. Cause he's just so cheap that like, even if yeah. he puts up like three catches, you could your your cash game lineup will probably still be fine. Yeah, he does have that deep play upside though. Uh, I'm a Palmer hipster, you know. I I, I was on the <laughs> liked him when he was underground, so I'm sticking with him this week. Don't convince me to pivot off. Oh no, um, no, although, oh, although, although, oh tournaments you're saying. Yeah, oh, tournaments, it, cash games, whatever you name uh, it. Nah, I don't like to play the cheap like high owned guys in tournaments right. though, because it's like like Nico Collins last week. I was like, I want. I was waiting so long to play Nico Collins, but it's like. Same. He's he's if he's gonna be owned twenty five percent, and like he, he exactly what he did. He was like three for thirty three in a touchdown. That's what like eleven points. It's like that's not really gonna cut it at twenty five percent. Yeah, they they spread it around. It was Chris Conley that had Philip set. Just he spread it around. Davis yeah. Mills, the first read guy, spread it around of all. I don't weeks. know. Davis Mills is pretty good. Wait, he, was, he, he is. Was, no, I <laughs> I've backed off my stance that he's the worst starting quarterback. He's like the third worst. Um, but who's the worst? Lamar Jackson. Uh, Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> oh yeah, him. you can't even disagree with that right now. Um, I never would. <laughs> you you try, you tried to tell me to take te- Trevor Lawrence above. Uh, what was it? Uh, Are you talking about before Davis the Mills? Started? No, I was talking about like two weeks ago. Oh Remember no, you I, were like, ah, oh, yeah, you got to take Trevor Lawrence in this Jags Texans uh, game. Like, I uh, think I said I liked Mills you, because of stacking with Cooks. Either way, I you know <laughs> I take that back. And I was saying Trevor Lawrence is rushing upside is why I liked him better. Um, but I digress. Uh, so, you know, Zay Jones is another cheap guy at 3,900. Yeah. He's been solid for the past month or so. Um, he's had five or more catches in four of the past five games. Uh, so he's definitely going under the radar. His underlying usage has been solid for like eight or nine games straight. It just was a matter of time until he started producing. So um, against the Colts, you know, they're a pass funnel D. Uh, if Darren Waller's out again, I think Zay Jones obviously benefits. So I would, I would stick with him at 3,900. And then, you know, got to go with just this Cardinals-Cowboys game. I think is going to be a great game to stack. It's the highest total game of the week. Um, so love me some Christian Kirk at 5,800. Um, just I, I love the thought of stacking this game. So I'm, I'm beginning with Christian Kirk and going from there. Uh, this is a dome environment. So depending on what kind of weather we see this week, uh, could make this game even more important to stack. But just Christian Kirk, you know, he's unstoppable right now. He's averaging eight catches a game. Uh, without DeAndre Hopkins the past two weeks. So I, I think they stick with him. Um, so love Kirk at 5,800. That's interesting. I don't think I want anything to do with Christian Kirk. Not against uh, Trevon Diggs. Well, like, I think they put Diggs on him. Yeah, I know. But it, he's been obviously very good this year. But he has been prone to big plays, right? I mean, if he goes for interceptions and uh, he's aggressive. Not lately. For like Marcus Peters. Because uh, I'm looking at like, if you look at the... Terry McLaurin, four targets, zero catches. Uh, I mean, the Giants don't matter, but uh, Terry McLaurin again, yeah, no. three catches, 40 yards. Cowboys, number one in DVOA against wide receiver one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, no, I'm, I, I'm well aware. I think that's, <laughs> that's being baked in his price. He's 5,800. That's um, a lot. That's like a mid range. That's, like that's like your standard like mid range wide receiver two price. I don't know. I, I think this is the week to fade him. I mean, what do you get, like seven catches last week? He's, I think it's a fade week for Kirk, actually. I think people are going well, to be yeah, on him. Oh, you think people? Oh, I kind of yeah. liked him because I thought he would in be this game, under roster. Because in, in this, I feel like in 
in tournaments, people are going to want to stack this game. So there's going to and there's going to be a ton of Kirk. There's going to be, yeah. you know, all the Cowboys guys. Uh, after they scored 56, obviously. Um, so, yeah, I, yeah, I disagree. I, I think Kirk is it's going to be rough for Kirk. All right. I'm going to force him in our draft. <laughs> oh, my goodness. You. I just uh, I've constantly said Christian Kirk is underrated all season. I'm just rubbing it in right now is all. No, he is. But I, all, I, all your points are well taken. <laughs> I just there's certain matchups because like now the thing is, it's like now we're what, 15 weeks, 15 games into the season. Like mm-hmm. the matchup data, like there's no point at which you can trust the matchup data more. Than right. right now, and there's certain matchups like like it was like McLaurin last week. A lot of people asked me, you know, like I was like, you know, got any last minute start sits? A lot of Terry McLaurin questions, and in almost all of them, uh, I told him to sit McLaurin because he had bageled against Diggs last time, and he's like one of the most talented guys in the league at receiver, and he bageled, and then he went for what like 40 yards. This time it's just like it's it's that quarterbacks at this point and they, they just don't want to throw to the guy like you know what i mean like they just yeah. i mean maybe kyler is different but they just don't want to risk those interceptions that i think that's really what it True. is more than just he's because his coverage grade if you look at pro football focus i think his coverage grade is actually below average overall which if they're grading on a play-by-play basis but quarterbacks just don't want to throw at him and when they do end up thrown at him he just gets picked so yeah it, he's a dicey play i feel like a guy your guy uh the that we talked about on the last show, Antoine Wesley actually might be an interesting <laughs> pivot. He's my guy now. Love it. I, I feel like you've, you've talked. About, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Talked no, about I, 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 I like him too. No. So yeah. uh, he should have had a touchdown. Uh, what was it last week? I think, no, two weeks ago, he should have had a touchdown. I think he had yeah. one last week, uh, but so he should have one two weeks in a row. He's kind of the one for one replacement for Hopkins. So even if Rondell Moore comes back, I still think Wesley's playing like 80%, 85%. Um, so he's I, a guy that, I would pivot to in that, in that Yeah. Game. His roster ship will be, obviously much lower than Kirk yes. when it shouldn't be. So yeah, I would, I would say that's a good pivot for sure. There we go. There we go. Uh, <laughs> I can agree on that. <laughs> um, yeah. For me, I, AB, I mean, at DraftKings on Fanduel, he's like a top three price receiver, but on DraftKings, he's 6,100 must play uh, on there. Amon Ross St. Brown. I mean, just that's really what all the Lions have to do at this point. And Josh Reynolds just went on the COVID list. Now mm-hmm. there is a chance, I guess he could come back with the five day period, but I'm still skeptical because you're still, it's still essentially like the day of you'd be coming back, you know, put on the list Tuesday, you come off what Saturday night or something like that. Um, so no practice. So I think Amon Ross St. Brown's kind of locked in here again. The uh, Seahawks, you know, they they're last ranked pass defense in the league. Um, NFL red zone could not stop flashing that graphic. It was just like Seattle last ranked pass defense. So I think the Lions, their play volume may go up because Seattle they just give up like they can't for some reason their defense just it's always on a field and their offense barely runs any plays. So the, the Lions might actually run like 65, 70 plays in this game, um, maybe 75. So I like St. Brown a lot. Love the Zay Jones. I think it's Zay Jones or Josh Palmer as the wide receiver three in cash games uh, for me on DraftKings. It just depends on kind of like you said, what happens with Waller, what happens with Mike Williams, if they kind of reverse course with the new guidelines um, that would decide that. But yeah, those are pretty much the guys that, that I had. Uh, what are we doing for the prop? Um, so let's let's have some fun here. Uh, will Cooper Cup break Calvin Johnson's single season receiving yards record? He needs two thirty with two games left. Will he do it? Wait, before I answer this question, actually, no, I can answer it first. Uh, <laughs> so the the prop is the next two games. Two yeah, games. yeah, it's a two game yes. projection. Yes, obviously. Because uh, think about it, you got Matthew Stafford. 
Yep. Calvin Johnson, Cooper Cup, Matt yes. Stafford, the connection, yeah, he, like, like they're best friends now. He can't do that. Like, you can't be like, oh, like, you got to go get me this record. Like, exactly. I mean? And I think this sets up for my favorite time of year to bet on props. That's going to be yes. week 18 this year. Yeah. So if Cup, if Cup only gets like 80 yards here, he's obviously going to break it, right? Let's just agree on that. If he gets 80 yards here and he needs like 150, um, next week and his, his player prop, let's say, is his typical 108 and a half. I'm absolutely betting five units on the over, right? I mean, that's what I'm setting up here. It's a we week just, 18, just ridiculous prop for him. Can we just go Martingale and like bet the over this week? And then, because I feel, oh, I almost, yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Right, if he doesn't right. clear it, then whatever it is next week, we just bang oh, it. Oh, you're absolutely right. Because if they're smart, they want to get him as many yards this week so yes. that it's a, a smaller threshold. Next week. So, yeah, like, I mean, is there a number you'd back off? Like, I don't know, 115 for this week or doesn't matter. Just yeah, maybe stick like, with it. It was like above like 150, maybe. I have a, his median at uh, like 108 and a half. And that's just right. without factoring in any like motivation. It's right. And that's this time of year that matters. Oh, my a God. Ton. And oh, my God. He's facing. The Baltimore secondary that just gave up five. I know. Oh yeah, yeah. We gotta, we gotta, we whatever. You know how the books post those like um, distribution props where it's like, oh yeah, fifteen over one thirty over. Over we just gotta bang all of those one unit each. Bang, 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 bang. (laughs) Bing, bang. Yeah. (laughs) Just bang. Over, over two hundred at like five to one odds. Oh yeah. Book it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like that's that's my favorite thing. Remember, it was last year, right? Justin Jefferson. I said I would bet it up to one. 20 or whatever yeah. the record was it's like he's obviously going to break it and his prop was just like 70 something um so yeah that's that's my favorite prop week and depending on how cooper cup does this week could be an exciting uh week 18 player prop for him yeah i can and, and it, like week 18 might also be like an underplay if he gets really close and then just like they yes. just play him just enough to break it and like he yeah he's like 50 he needs, yards <laughs> yeah he needs 50 yards but his props the usual 108 and a half then we would um, hammer the under. Well, maybe not hammer it, but consider it. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. I think they're going for the record of most hundred yard games in a season, too, right? He's got. Yes. Oh, yeah. No, I think he already. It was like most ninety yard games. He broke that, but I think he can. And it, to be fair, he has one extra game. So, yeah. uh, but he's had ninety yard, ninety two plus in every but one, all but one game. Like Jesus. Yeah. Oh, so speaking Jesus. of which. The, so next, play week, in cash game. next week, incentives also kick in as well. I look at those when it comes to player props. Antonio Brown doesn't, he needs to average like a hundred yards a game, the last three games. And he gets like a million dollars or something. That's something to look into because uh, he had a great game last week. You and I all like, he's going to go off this week and then next week. So he's another guy to monitor. He has like some incentives where he needs to go off the next two weeks. Did, so uh, did Carson Wentz already clear that thing that the Eagles are already going to get their pick, right? Like oh, already, yeah. Yeah, because that would have sucked if he had just got on COVID like a week now, earlier. <laughs> remember at the beginning of the season when he was, you know, questionable to begin, like he was expected to miss a few games. That's when there was some hype around that, but he was able to play. So, yeah, I think he did clear that. But, yeah. Oh, man, what timing, though, uh, to have this happen. Um, and, yeah, we, we don't even know who's going to be the quarterback for them this week at this point. Antonio Brown has third has 20 DraftKings, 23 DraftKings points or more in four out of his six games. 
13 in the fifth one and then three in the sixth one. So like, yeah, he's, he's just been a monster fantasy producer when he's, he's healthy. Like, it's just, it's like, if you think of him as like this guy, Oh, should I rank him like high? But it's like, Jesus, this guy is just back to the old AB. I, I found the tweet. He needs 382 yards receiving yards over the final three games. This is before um, the week 16 game. So he had, he had one Oh one. Okay. So he needs 200 and something. I mean, uh, over. So yeah, we're just, so we got Cooper cup, AB, and then like Zay Jones or Palmer. That's gotta be the cash game. Like wide receivers. Just like, it just has to be. If you're not going Brown, Brown and Brown. <laughs> All right, let's go to tight end. Sean, who are your top five tight ends for week 17? Uh, so I got Travis Kelsey, George Kittle, Mark Andrews, Rob Gronkowski for now, uh, and Dawson Knox. Who do you got? Kelsey, Andrews, Gronk, Kittle, Ertz. I have Gronk ahead of Kittle just because Lance probably starting and the Jets are dead mm-hmm. last in DVOA against tight ends. So, um, you know, my motto still likes Gronk here. He's still... He's been running a route on 80 plus percent of the dropbacks for the last uh, month and change now, five games. So um, like his underlying usage, even if he's been a little up and down, Mark Andrews has just been unstoppable. Maybe I'll bump him down if Lamar is fully cleared, but uh, yeah. it's hard to bump Andrews out of that two spot. I mean, at this point, I mean, you even wonder, cause we saw Tyreek get only 63% of the routes run cause um, the chiefs are kind of blowing them out, but also he didn't practice. So It'd be mm. interesting to see like how much Kelsey practices this week. And if that, if that af- could affect his, uh, you know, underlying usage, then maybe it's Andrews or Gronk or Kittle as the tight end one and not Kelsey. So yep. that's something to monitor, but yeah, Kelsey, Andrews, Gronk, Kittle, and then Zach Ertz uh, as the, as the fifth tight end, he's just been, his underlying usage has been going up crazy too. And uh, you know, game against the Cowboys this week, I think you could see Christian Kirk get, more coverage on digs. So I think Ertz is going to be that security blanket once again. Uh, who do you like for your DFS cheat codes? Top plays got you higher on than the consensus. Yeah. So I, I think the sweet spot this week is this 5K range with like Dallas Goddard, Zach Ertz, and Dalton Schultz. Um, so, you know, Goddard's coming off a uh, floor game last week. It can happen. The Eagles are such a run heavy team that, you know, Goddard's going to have his bad game. So I think he bounces back this week. Should have a lower roster ship um, because he, you know, busted last week. So 5,100, I like him. And then, you know, Zach Ertz, you mentioned him. He's in your top five, which is amazing. Um, he's, he's right around my top five, but he's been a beast of late, you know, average, he's averaged 6.3 receptions per game the past three. Um, another guy to add in a game stack here. So uh, Zach Ertz at 5,200 is a great play. And then Dalton Schultz at 5k, you know, back-to-back eight catch games. Uh, Dak looks like, you know, he's taking it to another level. Um, he had a bit of an injury scare towards the end of the game. I I believe he should be fine. I haven't seen anything on him. Um, I thought he got hurt on that play. That was scary. But um, he's way too cheap here at 5K. So I, I think out of these three, Schultz is probably the best bang for your buck at 5K. But, you know, all three of these guys at this price are, are no-brainer plays for me this week. For me, it's Ertz. He's the guy that really stands out. Uh, Hunter Henry at 4,200 against the Jags. He's running around on 80-plus percent of the dropbacks. Now, Johnny Smith has been relegated to really hardly any playing time. And earlier in the year, it was kind of a two-to-one split. So against the Jags, you know, it's, it's a matchup where the Patriots might not have to throw a lot. But Henry's always a threat for two touchdowns uh, just because he's their top red zone target. Jacoby Myers has, what, one touchdown in his uh, 
receiving yep. in his NFL career. And I was going to say uh, Brock Wright because Shane <laughs> Zilstra got placed on IR, but then Brock Wright got placed on a COVID list. As oh, we man. This. So uh, it looks like Jared Pinkney and Ross Travis are going to be the tight oh, ends for the Travis. Lions. So, yeah, I, I'm off that. So it's like More targets said, for Amon Ross St. Brown right. is all it's, that means. <laughs> it's that 5K range. It's Mark Andrews. You know, that's it, it is what it is at tight end. There's not really anything fancy. I mean, maybe – you know, not not you can't even do like a, a O'Shaughnessy or anything like that. The Patriots have been really good against tight ends. Arnold looks like he's on a COVID list now. Oh God, I missed that. Yeah, so I don't know. I don't know if he's gonna get. You know, he's hurt and on the COVID list, so uh, I don't know which something will probably keep him out. Um, and then I'm just kind of looking up and down here. I mean, you know, Fryer Moose is not on the the main slate. Mm. You know, so it's it, it's it's tough. I mean, I think Tyra Higby, you know, just being priced where he is pretty much on the field for every snap. I think he's always a threat, um, especially against this Ravens team that has struggled at times against tight ends. Uh, and, you know, does play some man coverage, though. I think Higby's been better against zone this year. So it's, yeah, you're kind of grasping for straws uh, at tight end. I was going to, another guy was interesting. Tyra Croft ran around on 96% of dropbacks, COVID list. Have so, you seen their depth chart? Who, like, yeah. they don't have, who's their tight end this week? Not that I it matters. I, I, like, I think it would have to be Dan Brown. He's like, oh he, yeah, Dan Brown. Yep, he would be a, the only guy. So, Lord. This is when playing uh, preseason DFS comes in handy. Uh, <laughs> no, yeah, pretty much and, all and these even guys. my guy Yaboa, he's on the COVID list too. I think so. He's like all yeah. these guys. Uh, uh, Wesco just went on IR, so oh. it's like maybe they'll use fullback Nick Bowden at, at tight end. Good Lord. <laughs> yeah, like I have to like as we record this, like a bunch of tight ends just went on the COVID list. So I just have to like update our projections over under eight and a half guys Saturday night. You tell me I need to add to the main sheet. <laughs> Ooh, I'd say over, you know, this week. Yeah. yeah. All yeah. the games are on Sunday. Yeah. Why okay. the, the new line's 15 and you a gotta half. Got to add uh, Jalen camp and Josh Hammond and uh, Michael Bandy. CJ Saunders. Yeah. Maurice F French. Cause he, he has two F's in the front of his name. Oh yeah. <laughs> For yeah. some reason. Is it, is it French or is it French? It's French. French. <laughs> I, I love that I was right about Durham Smythe. I don't know why you're calling him Smith. Yeah, um, I, I just I just assumed it was Smith because what the fuck is a Smythe? That was, well, that <laughs> like, was a credit to you that he caught so many balls that we got to hear his name. Yeah, you know, yeah. Said correctly so often. Same thing with Tommy Lewis. I think we did. Yeah, you got to catch. Well. You got to catch. And yeah. the, I mean, if you had him stacked with the Dolphins defense, you're probably yeah. doing pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Oh, um, what a brutal game, though. Yeah. But yeah, this is a. I think this is a. You're going to have to, like you said, probably pay at least 5k this week for tight end it's it, you, there's nothing there uh i mean even brevin jordan he put he ran around on 61 percent of the dropbacks last week but that was with cooks out if cooks comes back i don't know if they use as many two tight ends that's also the niners have been the number two team in the league in dvoa against tight ends so allowing only 36 schedule adjusted receiving yards per game according to football outsiders that's not really a matchup that you want with Team that probably won't throw that many touchdowns anyway. So yeah, it's tight end is tough this week. What are we doing for the prop? Um, so we're we're going with a prop that Prize Picks has up right now, and that's Rob Gronkowski total receiving yards against the Jets over under forty nine and a half. Over, <laughs> I have yeah. like sixty. But gets the I Jets. know, right? They have thirty second against tight ends. Gronk has had a couple of quiet games. Like yeah, they're gonna force feed AB, but like. You know, what else are they going to do? I, I don't think, even if Evans plays, I think I would still have this around like 55-ish. 
Yeah, yeah that sounds about right. Yeah. So listen, we know how tight ends do. It's like you yeah. said it about Goddard. It it's up and down. Um, you know, every once in a while, even the top guys are gonna have a a bad game. So and it was just bad timing. I mean, ever ever all the receivers are out. You just figure Gronk's gonna have a game, and then he posts two duds. So I think the market's completely off of him. But I'm with you. I think he bounces back here. Um, I haven't done my you know full projections. Um, you know, breakdown yet, but yeah, I have them right around 60 with you. So the, the medium would be closer to about 55 and a half. Uh, I'm, I'm on the over 49 and a half as well. Yeah. Gronk is, uh, what's he at? He's at, he's at six touchdowns and maybe they try to get him 10, you know, oh. <laughs> two touchdowns. Two a game. Game. Yeah. I mean, he's done that sure. earlier in the year, right? He can start of the year with that. two in the first four in the first two games. So, yeah. Um, yeah. I kind of like these end of season milestone overs because it's the best time to bet overs you know we always talk about unders tend to be the sharper side uh brady's going like the regular market yeah brady's going for mvp um, oh yeah bruce arians isn't there to tell him but not that bruce arians tells him what to do but you know he's gonna call his number every time they're on the goal line so that that could be gronk that would be fun if they just let brady call all of his own plays i think they let um the broncos let like john elway do that once and i think it was against the jets so it'd be interesting if they just let Brady call his own plays. They, they absolutely yes. should. Yeah, that would be They fun. should. <laughs> uh, all right. So uh, that's going to do it for the positional breakdowns. Next up here on the Fantasy Flex is a segment we call Elite Entries, where Sean and I dive into the Prize Picks app and compare our player projections to the props to build some entries. Sean, start us off with your first Prize Pick Elite Entry for Week 17. Uh, so I'm going with Josh Allen over 255 and a half passing yards against the Falcons. Um, you know, obviously this is an easy matchup where the Bills will likely uh, beat the Falcons handily. But, you know, the Bills, they, they remain a pass-heavy team even when they have a big lead. So I, I think this props a little bit too low, especially considering uh, with the revised guidelines for COVID. I mean, Cole Beasley and Gabe Davis might be able to return this week. So I kind of want to get on this early just in case they do. Um, I'm projecting this closer to 270. But if he gets Beasley and Davis back this week, I could see myself buffing up to 280, 285 even. Uh, I just think there's too much value on the over. So I'm, I'm going Josh Allen over 255 and a half passing yards. I'll go with Trevor Lawrence under 215 and a half passing yards against the Patriots. Lawrence is averaging right around 215. So I, I get the line in that sense, but I'm projecting only 202 and a half because only five quarterbacks have topped this. Uh, against the Patriots. They're allowing just 209 per game. Uh, this Jaguars offense has, you know, they've it's been a struggle all year long, and it's always tough as a rookie quarterback go up against a Bill Belichick defense on the road. So uh, Trevor Lawrence, I'm not expecting a lot of success here uh, for this Jaguars team. So under 215 and a half passing yards. Sean, where are you going with your second prize pick of lead entry for week 17? Uh, so I'm going with Zay Jones over 36 and a half receiving yards. Um, you know, his underlying usage has been phenomenal for about eight straight games. You know, he's consistently running route 85% of Derek Carr's dropbacks. But we finally have seen the production kick in, too. He's seen five catches in four of the past five games. Um, I'm expecting Darren Waller to be held out again this week. So I, I think that, you know, they've over-adjusted this line downward, assuming that Waller's going to be back. So I want to get on this early because if Waller's ruled out, um, I think this is going to go up into the 40s. Um, right now, you know, I, I'm projecting this closer to 45 and a half. So love the value on the over. Uh, Zay Jones 
over 36 and a half receiving yards. For my second pick, and this is why I love prize picks, is because the one place for uh, an under lover like me, I can stack under. So usually, if you like guys in DFS, you stack them. But if you hate guys, there's nothing you can really do. But here, you can stack quarterback receiver under. So I'm going Marvin Jones of the Jaguars under 45 and a half receiving yards to stack with my Trevor Lawrence under. Uh, Jones has been under this more than half the time anyway, but he's facing a Patriots defense that's number two in DVOA against number one wide receivers. And they're also number seven against number two wide receivers. So whatever you consider Jones and whatever you consider Laquan Treadwell, I can't believe I'm saying that, but you know, whether you consider Jones the number one, Treadwell the two or vice versa, uh, it's going to be a tough matchup. I'm projecting him just under 40 yards. So I have about six yards uh, of value on this number. Marvin Jones under 45 and a half receiving yards against the Patriots. That's our prize pick elite entry for week 17. Going with Josh Allen over 255 passing yards and Zay Jones over 36 and a half receiving yards is Sean and I'm going with Trevor Lawrence under 215 and a half passing yards stacked up with Marvin Jones under 45 and a half receiving yards as a reminder price picks markets do move so you want to get on it fast in order to lock in the best numbers if you have not created a price picks account yet check out the link in our episode description and they will match your first deposit up to $100 or you can visit prizepicks.com. Use the promo code ACTION10. That's A-C-T-I-O-N-1-0. All right, now back to the show. Now let's jump into the segment of the show where we build our DFS lineups. We do one on DraftKings, one on FanDuel, and uh, tournament-type lineups here. So we'll go try to go a little bit off the board. Uh, start on DraftKings. By the way, we did pretty good last week. I, I remember we said... Um, we're reinvesting in Joe Burrow and the yeah. Bengals offense. That was yeah. our plan. You did have, you're right. Yeah. I was like, yo, you got to go right back to him. He tears up man coverage. And then I bet yep. on the, well, I, I ended up picking the Ravens on the podcast, but that was before, but it wouldn't oh. have mattered. They would have, they would have got, they, even if yeah. they would have got bopped. Right. But I did survive Stucky's Burrow T Higgins stack in our fantasy in league. Fantasy. Advanced. Yep. Yeah. That was, that was brutal. I mean, they overturned a touchdown for Burrow, too. It could have been worse. <laughs> Let's start a receiver. I'm going to go with, you know what? Let's just go Cooper Cup. <laughs> what happened to our uh, Brown, Brown, Brown? Oh, oh, that's where we go. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. It's draft, draft King. Let's go AB. Although, I'll, no, I mean, no, yeah. I'm not Cooper Cup about... is probably easier on uh, FanDuel because his yes. price is kind of the same anyway. So, yeah, let's go AB. Yeah, we can do the Brown, Brown, AB. Brown. I will follow that up with Amon Raw St. Brown, which... By the way, I mean, he is quarterback proof after posting yeah. like nine catches. Nine, have- I, I always say that's huge for a receiver to prove that they don't need specific quarterback. Um, and Tim Boyle, arguably the worst quarter. So Davis Mills isn't the worst quarterback, you know, by a mile at this point. Tim Boyle might be the worst one. No, Ian Book is. Tim Boyle, the second worst starting quarterback. Amon Ron Sabra was still able to post a huge number. So, I mean, uh, we were, we were. Talking about him as a sleeper all offseason, and it finally came true around week 11. But, you know, four straight games with eight-plus catches, he's the perfect play for DraftKings. Yeah, and that's kind of how, you know, 
these rookies, you know, it's not always going to be from week one with some of these rookie sleepers. That's mm-hmm. why you kind of just like, you know, get them on your roster, stash them, um, you know, and uh, good things usually happen at some point. Uh, Cooper Cup also proving he doesn't need uh, Jared Goff, though. <laughs> True. That's a pattern here. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. So I'll go AJ. So we'll do our round, round, round. I mean, Brown all you. three are just this is a UPS line monsters right here. this week. Just what monsters. can Brown do for you? So we have exactly we, ship we, it, and uh, yeah, so we have now fifty-one we, sixteen average remaining for quarterback, two running backs, tight end, flex defense. Uh, got to jam in my boy David Montgomery. Just you know, load up on these six K guys. Uh, so let's see. We have well, we haven't picked a defense yet, so we probably do have a lot. 30 bears, 3,200 stack. Let's do it. Oh, wow. Against how, the, why are they priced so low against Jake Fromm? I'm assuming Jake Fromm is starting again, correct? Yeah. I, I mean, Mike Glennon ended up coming in, uh, but they, they're all they, the same terrible quarterback. There's no benefit in seeing what Mike Glennon can and can't do. We already know. So might as well trot Jake Fromm out there. So yeah, love that call. That's crazy that they're only 3,200. Um, so we have 5,200 left, uh, per player. Yep. So let's be exact. see. Oh man. So QB it's wide open. You gotta go. You probably got to save and go with Lance, right? At this point, I was going to say, this looks like a naked Lance lineup. Yeah. We, we can, we can do something with the flex. Um, so yeah, let's, let's go with Trey Lance here. Yeah. I mean, just cause we kind of spent up a little bit. Yeah. That makes sense. So now we have 5,400. Uh, with yeah. running back, tight end, flex. Let's see. So we could. Oh, but if we if we go Kittle, we'd only have forty five average left. So yeah, that's too low. I don't want to do that. Ooh. He's about the only guy you'd feel comfortable stacking with Lance, right? No, nah, I mean I'd still stack Debo. I mean, I don't I'm just worried. To, don't need to. Worried about a Debo rushing touchdown for the tenth yeah. straight game. That's the only reason. But. <laughs> He still has that massive upside that we love. Okay, let's. Uh, huh. I'll go Dare, fifty one hundred. Hope he gets a bunch of like ten catch DraftKings type of. Type I game. could absolutely see that. Um. So yeah, like that call. So that that gives us some wiggle room here. So now we have fifty tight end flex. Uh. Well, we both like Zach Ertz, uh, and he's in that sweet spot. Let's let's go Zach Ertz at fifty two hundred, and that gives you fifty nine for the flex. 59. That's a, right. that, a lot of options at that price. I got Antonio Gibson at 59, but I, I do like him as a bounce back here, but I don't want to spend the full salary, so I'm not going to pick him. Could also use Ayuk, but again, don't want to spend mm. the full salary. Um, Daryl Williams is 5,800. That's interesting. Your boy Christian Kirk. I was going to say, too uh, bad I don't have the, the option here to just jam him in there. <laughs> yeah, you almost set, you set it up perfectly. I know, I almost... To jam him in I here. should have lied and said you went first last week or something like ah <laughs> uh, that'd been great. What about I am tight end Dawson Knox. You know what uh, I'm gonna do? I'm gonna I'm gonna leave 500 on the table. I'm gonna go with <laughs> I'm gonna go with uh, with Singletary. Nice. Okay. Hope for another Zach Moss inactive. Nah, I don't care anymore. It's like he's yeah. He's it active. really doesn't matter. Yeah, You're right. he's active. So. Uh, Here's our lineup. We got Trey Lance at quarterback at 4,800 against the Texans. Triple D's in the backfield. David, Dare, and Devin. 
Oh, wow. Yeah, we're doing a lot here. Love it. So, <laughs> so you got the triple Ds in the backfield with David Montgomery at 6,500 against the Giants. Dare Agunbawale, 5,100 at New England. Devin Singletary, 5,400 against the Falcons. Then we got the all-brown wide receiver, wide receiving core. Antonio at 6,100 against the Jets. Amon Ra at 6K against the Seahawks. and AJ. At 7,200 against the Dolphins. Zach Ertz, the tight end at 5,200 at Dallas. And we're stacking Montgomery with the Bears defense special teams at 3,200. Yeah, I really like this. Uh, Team's almost too good. Yeah, it's like a pretty high floor lineup. Yeah. Might uh, be too chalky, but God, just so much It's pretty close to like something you could do in cash games. Probably don't need AJ in cash just because he's been a little bit up and down. More of a tournament guy, but... um. Yeah, that's not too far off from what I'll probably end up doing. I think the Dare play makes it unique. Um, I, I think that's that was a good call by you. That that's what gives this lineup a chance to be unique in a huge tournament. But overall, just massive, massive ceiling with this team. Yeah, I don't think Dare is going to get too much roster ship this week. Some weeks he would, but the fact that there's just a lot of other options on running at running yeah. back, and some others will undoubtedly. Uh, undoubtedly open up as well. So um don't think it should be too bad. Maybe it gets to like 10%, but I don't think it's going to be like a 20, 25% type of situation. Right. All right, let's go to FanDuel. Sean, you can start us off here. Uh, so, you know, I didn't take him in our Brown, Brown, Brown lineup on DK, but I'm going with Josh Palmer on FanDuel at 5,200. That is way too cheap. He's not really a PPR guy anyway. Uh, you know, he could catch a long touchdown here. Either way, love Josh Palmer at 5,200. 5, Let's start off with Palmer. Yeah, I like that. Either either side, he's just too cheap. Uh, assuming Mike Williams is indeed ruled out. But even they if said, not, Guyton, They said yeah, he's out. That's what they said. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I did see the first time I saw somebody get unruled out was Rex Burkhead, though. So, like, remember yeah. he, got, <laughs> like, he got, like, ruled out, then unruled out. He was out. ruled out, and then he was questionable, and then he <laughs> played and tore it up. So, uh, every week with that guy. It's the roller coaster. Thanks to Rexy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see here. Okay. I will go with, since we went 5,200, let's go Cooper Cup here. So that just averages out to about like a, <laughs> you know, a little 7,500, yeah. 7,600 receiver. So yeah, I got to get Cooper Cup against this decimator Raven secondary. Going for the record. Yeah. Trying to, trying to make week 18 that much easier. So like being a week early on this. Yes. Uh, so love that call. Um, I mean, is Dak's roster ships going to be insane, right? At 7,400? Uh, I mean. Yeah, he's, he's way too. Ch- I mean, frankly, it's interesting because you actually have him a lot higher than I do. I still have him like. Oh, maybe that's why. Quarterback I'm- nine <laughs> or, or eight. So it's like I'm not as I'm more in line with the pricing, but I still think that's too cheap. So like if you want to do it, like I'm, yeah, I'm he's- all for it. I'm just worried about his haven't like looked like they know how to play football lately anyway. So, right, right. I'm just worried his roster ship is going to be insane. He's the same price as Ryan Tannehill. Um, so it's (laughs) like the Dolphins against that like murderer's row now, like all of a sudden, just all those exotic fronts and blitzes. Like, he's the same. I just don't know how Dak isn't 50% roster. Oh, the Sunday night, Sunday night. Yeah, I I agree. That's you're right, though. It's probably going to be too. I would say, I mean, he's a no brainer. Oh, nah, you know what you can do. What? I mean, you don't have to do it since it's your pick, but what I would probably do to get off the DAC ownership is go 200 more for Stafford. Against Stafford. Oh, yeah. 
banged up Ravens secondary. You're absolutely right because we already have Cooper Cup. And I think, you know, Van Jefferson, Odell Beckham um, have serious upside in this game because yep. they've been just getting burned deep. Um, so obviously Cooper Cup's going to get his, but either Van Jefferson or, or Odell Beckham could go off here. So we can either double stack them or just keep it Stafford Cup. But I do like that call. And like I said, I think deck's too obvious. So for tournaments, I might pivot away because uh, 7,400 is just way too cheap for him. All right. So let's see here. So what we're going to do then, tight end, let's go Gronk. It's FanDuel. Bounce back spot. Two touchdowns. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's he's too cheap there. Yikes. Yeah. So we got a 60-60 average for two running backs, a wide receiver, a flex, and a defense left. Our lineup so far is Stafford, Cup, Palmer, and Gronk. Let's see. Um, I'll go with the defense here. Um, we got Titans, 4K against the Dolphins. Um, Dolphins 36 against the Titans, Dolphins 3600 <laughs> against the Titans. Um, would that correlate with anything we're doing? Where no, I, I can't, I'm not playing Let's Miles just, Lindsay Gaskin, so Johnson, I, I, obviously, Jr., Brown, obviously. Uh, Not yeah, good. so let's let's go with the Dolphins here. Um, yeah, I, I, I just like what they're doing, like, yeah, yeah, and you know, Julio's out, uh. Westbrook Aquina is out. So, you know, Tannehill might force it a bit too much to AJ Brown and the Dolphins could pay with a pick six or something. That's, that's the logic behind this, but wait, when did, when did Westbrook Aquina get on the, uh, uh, yesterday? Oh, I, I think I missed that. I think I yeah. still had, a, oh man. See, Julio I, and Jesus. Aquina, like, oh yeah. Cause I was too, I, I saw the news for when I see, I usually just go transaction line by line. Like, but like when I saw the Julio news, oh. I was like, okay. And I didn't see that there was other, players yeah so it's gonna oh, be Jesus. we're gonna have rogers fitzpatrick maybe even racing mcmath running a yeah. ton of routes out there so great name not a good player uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh all right so so we have 6700 6, let's round up 6700 per player left playing right. cash on hand yeah we still don't have a running back so oh, let's go here this is not the segment, but like, what are your thoughts on Kamara? I'm not trying to play him here. I'm just like, what are your thoughts on him? Just given how much he struggles over these last few weeks. Um, I think he'll bounce back this week. I, I faded him last night. I, once they announced Ian book was starting, I just kind of faded the entire offense. So that, that wasn't his fault. Um, I would say, I think Teron Armstead being out was huge. Ryan Ramchek. So if he gets his offensive line back this week, they're facing the Panthers, Taysom Hill's back. I'm back on Kamara being a, you know, potential top five running back. Um, so I do like him on FanDuel. He's probably way too expensive. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, not FanDuel's playing. a half, half PPR site. No way. But uh, I'm back on Kamara this week. And, you know, I, I said I was fading him last week. How about right. you? Are you? Yeah. I'm like RB born? like nine or 10. So I, it's, I'm definitely like, he's not in the top five the way he usually is. Um, yeah. Just, uh, it's tough. It's, it's, it's tough to really kind of get fully behind him just because, I mean, even with Taysom, there has been the, the receiving usage hasn't been as good. You know, low low total game of thirty eight. So it, it, yeah, that that Ingram, was, that was Ingram's there. Yeah, yep, that's true. It feels like they're kind of like monitoring um, Kamara's touches a bit with Ingram. But I, I think still, I think the offensive line has been issue the past couple of games, and hopefully, then get the bookend 
uh, Lyman back this week. Uh, that that's going to help for sure. And yeah, Sean, Pay- that was Sean Payton's fault last night, not designing more screen passes to Kamara, get him involved in the passing game. I, I don't know what that was. He, you know, the deck was stacked against him with Ian book, but still they could have used Kamara a lot better. Yeah. At one point they flashed a graphic on the Monday night football um, telecast that said Kamara six scrimmage yards, 15 penalty yards. Cause he had that. Oh yeah. Where he pushed. Uh, I forget who he pushed in the back, but because uh, they took his Christian tower. Wilkins. Christian yeah. Wilkins. Was, yeah. The fullback. They, he looked good when they put him in the wildcat. I, so I had the under 59 and a half rushing yards for Camara. And once they started doing the wildcat, I got scared. And at the end of the game, he was running mad and I got scared, but he still stayed under, but um, yeah, just, just brutal, brutal game plan, brutal quarterback. But I, I think the offense bounces back this week. Yeah. Uh, all right. I will go with, <sighs> let's see. Not many like obvious plays at running back. This yeah. Week. I, I was looking, I'm like, yeah, I don't love these guys. Um, I'm going to have to go with, let's go Gibson here at 6,800. Cause that's good bounce back spot from him. I think the workload has been taking a total. His yards after contact just has been in free fall, but 6,800, there's still no McKissick there. So he's still managed to hit, you know, double digits in these last two games, even with just horrible rushing lines, 15 for 25 and six for 29. Uh, he's been able to get in the end zone. So Fanduel, you're kind of looking for touchdown yeah. dependent guys anyway. So oh. if we get some yardage, it'll be gravy. But yeah, let's go Gibson here. Philly's tw- uh, giving up the 10th most uh, Fanduel points to opposing backs anyway. Yeah, and he's tough. He's dealing with that toe injury. He's obviously playing through pain. He played through that shin injury early in the season. So, you know, the thing I've learned about Gibson, he's a grinder. He's tough. He can play through injury. So uh, I think he bounces back this week. He's only going to get healthier uh, from this toe injury. It was two weeks ago. He was barely able to, like, run on it. So I I think he'll bounce back as well. Um, And I'm going to go with Javante Williams against the Chargers. I like that. Who made Rex Burkhead look like Jonathan Taylor. Last week, so yeah, Javante Williams. I think Melvin Gordon's been banged up. I, I need to dive Revenge into what up. happened. I know I was gonna say that's the scary part, but the Chargers defense, both running backs can rush for 100 yards. So, um, and t- is Teddy expected back this week? I think that's gonna help. I think he's, you got, yeah, he's considered questionable. So, I'm okay for now. I, I haven't projected in, um, yeah, mostly because I just don't want to project Drew Locks like yeah. 102 <laughs> passing yards. Me, me either. Um, so if if Teddy is ruled out again and Drew Locke starting, I'm probably going to pivot away from Javante. Unfortunately, you just can't trust anybody uh, if Drew Locke's under center. So I'm I'm adding Javante, assuming Teddy returns this week. All right. So we got uh, flex and receiver left, sixty nine hundred. Nice. nice. <laughs> uh, I'll let you do the flex here. Okay. So I'll go with the third wideout. Let's see here. Let's try to get in that same salary range. Don't want McLaurin just because I think play still. That's tough. Yeah. T. Higgins, probably roster ship way too high. <laughs> Renfro could go St. Brown again, but Renfro's interesting. Uh, let's see. Amari Cooper. Ooh. Yeah, let's go Amari Cooper at 6,700. So we don't, well, we won't get Dak, but we're going to get some Amari. And the reason being, is they talked about on a Sunday night football telecast that Amari, who's pretty a, a pretty unselfish guy, but he mm-hmm. was a he was they, the 
uh, Collinsworth said that Amari was telling the coaching staff, you guys got to target me more, especially in the red zone. So that's perfect for FanDuel. Like, yes, <laughs> get, get Amari some red zone targets here. 6,700. So that leaves you 7,100 for a flex. 7,100. Okay. We, we have a ton of options. Wait, we already have Gronk. We're, yeah. Ronald Jones would kind of limit our ceiling if, uh, if I go Jones. Yeah. I mean, he, it's a great uh, matchup, but also the roster ship is probably going to be oh, okay. anyway. So in a tournament, yeah. you'd probably be better off going with a guy like, well, Waddles is probably going to be crazy too now. So, but yeah, you're probably better off going with maybe like a Penny or Renfro. Something That's what that I, was, I was gonna say. Rashad Penny against the Lions. I like break it. off, rip off two long touchdowns or something. He's looked really good. I know we, you and I, call, we kind of bag on him from time to time, but he's looked really good. He looks like a complete different player yeah. these past two weeks. So I'm gonna, you know, jump on the Penny train here, and I'm going with him against the Lions. Now, I like him in this spot. Uh, yeah. I have him as a top 20 back. I think that, number one, like, the season's kind of dead. So, it's like he was, a, a like, a front office type pick. But at this point, it's probably just, like, he's also the best back they have. He's running well. The Lions are a terrible run defense. Like, there's and, – and there's big home favorites. Not that that means anything. They lost to the Bears. But uh, perfect spot for Penny and his fan duel. So, he's not getting – the one knock on him – even in these big games that he's been having 235 yard plus rushing games, uh, he still hasn't been catching the football out of the backfield, but that doesn't matter. It's fan. <laughs> exactly. That's what he's the perfect fan play. And Alex Collins is a healthy scratch. What's going on with Adrian Peterson? He, he's on the a practice greatest, The greatest running back of all time, arguably um, is just on a practice squad on a losing team. Like what is he doing? <laughs> Why doesn't he just trying to, trying to get this work, man? But it's tough, man. He's got like five backs, five backs, and Pete Carroll likes all of them except the one that's actually playing the best. So he's got to start him. So yeah, there's no. I mean, I think Peterson got hurt in practice, so like yeah, a couple he, weeks ago, and so it's just kind of been. I think he's healthy though. I, I just don't know. Yeah, I mean, he's. It's, but like, so they. And here's the thing with the Seahawks, which is why, you know, even Collins getting scratched is not that surprising. It's like they're gonna have their starting back. Penny, I mean, Homer is going to play special teams regardless. Mm-hmm. Like, they love him. Dallas going to play special teams. They love him. So, the num- and then they have Nick Ballore, great special teamer at fullback. So, yes. and he plays, he, he plays some linebacker too. But the numbers just don't really add up to have all these running backs active. And, and they still, like, suck at running anyway most of the time. So, it's like, <laughs> <laughs> I think at this point, it's, you're probably, I don't know if AP gets another call up, maybe. But I think they, they like Collins more than AP. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's, it's, it might be over, at least for this season, unless he gets dropped and picked up by, like, another contender. Or yeah. the Dolphins. The Dolphins might just they, – they're they fine keeping, like, every back active. They they called up Jordan Scarlett last game. I saw that. <laughs> like, what? Why? <laughs> uh, but, yeah, all right, let's go Penny. So that's, Another good-looking team, if you ask me. Yeah, it's a – this week, I think there's a lot of options, um, a lot of players in good spots, so it should be interesting. Matthew Stafford at 7,600 against the Ravens at quarterback. Got a running back uh, trio of Antonio Gibson at 6,800 against Philly. Javante Williams, 6,100 at the Chargers. And Rashad Petty, 6,900 against Detroit. Josh Palmer at wide receiver at just 5,200. Amari Cooper at 6,700 against the Cardinals. And Cooper Cup stacked with Stafford at 10.2K going 
going up against the Ravens. Gronk is our tight end at 6,700, expecting a bounce back here. And then the Dolphins just playing really well. Mm-hmm. Uh, well-schemed defense at 3,600 against the Titans, who are just missing a ton of guys. So, yeah, I like, I like both of these teams. I like all these plays. I think it's going to be a challenging week unless we get some things cleared up due to COVID because there's almost too many options. So, like, it's going to be one of those weeks where your team might score, like, like 180 and you, you, you oh, might yeah. be like right on a cash line. Oh, man. <laughs> because there's so many – this is the biggest main slate of the year because there's no yep. Thursday night football, there's no Saturday football, there's no buys. Yep. So, it's a 14-game slate. So, like you said, you, you almost have to shoot for a higher ceiling, go for more yeah. aggressive plays because, like you said, it's going to take an even bigger score this week uh, to take anything down. Yep, totally agree. All right, uh, that is going to do it for our Week 17 Main Slate pod. If you were lucky enough to survive the carnage and make it to your <laughs> fantasy football championship weeks, congratulations to you. Uh, our fantasy football rankings projections are up at actionnetwork.com. So, you know, if we don't get to answer all the start sits, you can always go there to check our uh, most up-to-date rankings and projections. You can find our DFS content tools and models at fantasylabs.com and be sure to follow us on Twitter. Sean is at the underscore odds maker. I'm at Chris Raybon. You can also find us at those same handles in the free award-winning Action Network app where you can follow our bets, including our prop bets and track yours. And don't forget to leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple or Spotify as well. Until next time, let's get this money.